From the New York Times, I'm Michael Mabaro, and this is The Schweekling. In the wake of the great resignation and inflation of rent prices, wealthy New Yorkers have begun to migrate from the city, setting their sights on an unlikely affordable locale. Today, I speak with New York Times housing market correspondent and boxcar resident, Dr. Alan Bojangelstein, to discuss how a small Hooverville in the West Bronx is becoming the most recent neighborhood in the city to undergo rapid gentrification. It's Thursday, March 17th. So, Dr. Bojangelstein, uh, tell me. Can I have a dollar? Oh, oh yeah, uh, sure. Um, Let me just... Here you go. So, Dr. Bojangelstein, uh, tell me. What exactly is going on in the housing market? Well, big city living is not exactly what it used to be. Rent prices going up, crime going up, people are burnt out and quitting their jobs. People can't afford to live out here in the city no more. At least that's what my guy on Wall Street is telling me. Would you mind sharing your source? Ah, you know, my source? Well, he's just a guy who walks around Wall Street hearing things, eats a sandwich sometimes, and and, and tells me about it. So anyway, with with things not looking too dandy, a lot of these fancy schmancies are rolling into Hoovervilles around the country. My Hooverville in the West Bronx was one of the first to get hit. So, Dr. Bojangelstein, what is a Hooverville? Well, Michael, that is a tough question. How does one describe a Hooverville? Hoovervilles are different for everyone. Some might see it as a pit stop on this journey we call life, while others might see it as they last stop on this journey we call life. But me, to me, a Hooverville is what I like to call home on this journey we call life. But if you want to get technical, a Hooverville is a village made up of all walks of life. Sometimes it's a makeshift camp or an abandoned train depot. I grew up in the latter myself with my two best friends, Salim and Latika. Those were the good old days. But now we have these rich people coming in and ruining all we got. How so? It all started with some folks coming over for the summer to get away from the hustle and bustle of the Big Apple. Just to get in touch with nature and all that. Wasn't so bad at first. It was mostly just a couple of rich kids in their mid-twenties looking for a good time. But they were respectful at first. They knew their place. But then things started to change for the worse. They started to get a little too comfortable. Picking up litter, disposing of used needles in a safe manner, They even started installing showers. It's like, who do you think you are? I don't come into your McMansions and take a big hobo shit on the couch. 
Then one day, word started getting out. And more and more of these kids started to show up. And not just them, but their parents too. And as more and more people came, that's when the money started to follow. Coffee stands, soup tables, gas-powered garbage can fires. It was disgusting. Everything I once knew and loved became a husk of its former self. They're roasting fucking marshmallows over the community garbage fire. The garbage fire in my Hooverville has been burning for over 1,500 years. The ancient flame had been kept alive throughout centuries and, and relocations, and it continues to burn today. The whole community is appalled and confused. Hmm. Uh, but Dr. Bojanglestein, from what I've read, the Hooverville in the Bronx has been thriving ever since people started vacationing there. I would think that the community would actually appreciate the influx of money coming into the Hooverville. Uh, so why the outrage? You don't understand, Michael, if that is your real name. What they're doing here is killing our way of life, our culture, our heritage. You see, Michael, the way of boxcar living goes all the way back to the 1929. See, back in those days, freight trains were more prominent. So it wasn't just a home, but something to get you to where you need to be on this journey we call life. I fly like clay, forget how I like clay. Talking country is the border, I got visas every day. You can come here all day, I'll make it all day. I get one done in a second if you wait. I fly like clay, forget how I like play. If you catch me in the border, I got visas every day. If you come around here, I'll make them all day. Get one done in a second if you wait. Sometimes You could start in Chicago one night and, and be in Indianapolis the next. And maybe make a stop in old San Fran if you're so inclined. I was among the last generation who lived back when boxcars were mobile. Most of our days when I was a kid were sitting on trains, selling stolen keychains, stealing apples, eating apples, counting change, pissing between train cars. And then we'd end the day by getting violently thrown off the train by the very adult train conductor for stealing nine. Then the next day, we'd climb on another train and do it all again. You see, this was before commercial airlines were a thing on this journey we call life. My God, that sounds horrible. And you were children? Yeah, well, you know what they say. When life gives you lemons, make lemon chicken tikka masala. But it wasn't all bad, you know. There was a strong sense of community within each Hooverville. We knew who we were, and we could always spot one of our own. That's why when we see these damn kids who buy their jeans pre-holed, we get appalled and confused. You gotta earn those holes. I got a hundred on mine, and even that isn't considered much in some circles. I know a guy who walks around with nothing but a waistband. That's hard work. So yeah, they're erasing our culture. 
And if you thought building showers was bad, wait till you see the shit that Eric Adams is trying to pull. Whoa. Wait, what does Mayor Adams have to do with this? Buddy, you have no fucking idea how deep this thing goes. This thing goes all the way to the top. Who do you think is approving these new commercial real estate developments? Mayor Eric the Adams? The New York City Department of City Planning. And who do you think appoints the New York City Department of City Planning? The, the mayor? The mayor! And just last week, the mayor and his cronies marched onto the Hooverville of Flesh and Queens in their hoity-toity mech suits, and just like that, destroyed the natural ecosystem so they could suck the place dry of its natural resources. What are their natural resources? Prime real estate. That's what this is all about, Michael. Prime real estate. Oh my god. So, what happened to that Hooverville? It's barely a Hooverville anymore. Now it's just a place where recently graduated college kids go to live and make mistakes they'll never learn from on their parents' dollar. And you want to know what they slapped onto the center of this abomination? A 50-story Starbucks. I heard through our Link NYC hotspot that they're filming Flight Club 2 there this summer. It's going to be in the background of every scene. And it won't stop there, no. Oh, they coming for us next. Wait, uh, you mentioned some kind of hotspot. What is that exactly? Well, Michael, I am glad you asked. The Link NYC hotspot, or as we call it, the Tree of Voices, or as we also call it, Utro Amiokrea, is our sanctorium, our sanctum sanctorium, if you will. These trees of voices are where we homeless people plug our cell phones into in order to connect to our larger consciousness. In fact, that is where I ate Latika's blue pussy for the first time. Ugh. You see, the soul of our people are in the roots of that tree. It is a place where we congregate. Every Sunday morning, all the people in the Hooverville put on their best outfits and gather to sit around the tree of voices. When the entire village is present, that's when the high priest comes out, who plugs his phone into the tree and begins mass. Oh, interesting. So, what happens at Mass? Well, Michael, we watch porn. Oh. Men, women, and children from all over the Hooverville gather around one cell phone, and we all watch porn. It's not always the porn you want to watch, but that's okay. Because that's not what it's about. You see, under one cell phone... We, as a community, share one common experience. An experience which we could order ourselves under. A system of values which allows a society to thrive. That's what the Hooverville is all about. And now, Eric Stinkin' Adams, if that is his real name, wants to take it from us. So, your fear is that... What happened to the Hooverville in Flushing 
will happen to your Hooverville. Exactly. You see, we've learned from the mistakes of other Hoovervilles that have now since been spruced up. Surely you're aware of what happened in the Hooverville of Bowery. No, sorry. I don't have any knowledge of that on me. Not even a little? No, sorry. All right. God bless. Anyway, the Hooverville of Bowery is a very historic place for my people. A number of clans have been native to those lands for hundreds of years. The Bond Street Jimmies, the Elizabeth Street Queens, and the Hurricanes. They were the most vicious. I once saw them take apart a businessman from Midtown, leaving nothing for the vultures to pick at. Nice guys. Anyway, under Mayor Bloomberg, if that was his real name, there was a push of these young white gentrifiers coming into the Bowery Hooverville and making it all nice-like. First, these gentrifiers won the trust of the people through the fur trade, particularly trading beaver fur. Beaver fur is the most valuable kind of fur there is because that beaver fur is fresh out of college, if you know what I mean. I don't. Beaver fur is the softest kind of fur out there, if you know what I mean. It is the warmest, wettest kind of fur out there. Okay. Anyway, so this is how they were able to infiltrate the local tribes of Bowery. Eventually, their numbers grew. They started reproducing, opening businesses, coffee shops, artisanal sandwich places, Asian fusion restaurants, all the things that spell death for a Hooverville. And you want to know what they call the Hooverville of Bowery now? Hobo. Ooh, I love hobo. Brunch there is lit. You watch your fucking mouth, boy. Hobo is our word, sir. And I don't appreciate non-homeless folk using a word that comes from our painful history. Oh my god, I am so sorry. I, I didn't know. Of course you didn't know. Why would you? No one knows, and no one cares. But we're not gonna go out like the Hooverville of Bowery. No, those guys were complacent because of the beaver fur. But not us. Uh-uh. We'll be ready. Hmm. Uh, so, what steps has your Hooverville taken to ensure that it doesn't suffer the same fate? Well, Michael, I'd be glad to tell you for a dollar. Or something of equal value. Uh, all I have is uh, 99 cents. I'm gonna need to count that first. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the new Japanese MMORPG that fans around the world are talking about. That's Ichumaki Rainbow Sunshine Adventure 3. The only game where you can gather your favorite Ichiban Sunshine girls and have them fight for you. There's the beautiful Clarissa. There's Kimiko-chan. And of course, there's the mysterious Sapphire Princess Michimori. By downloading today, you can have all of these champions in part of your massive MMO harem.
Okay. Uh, so are we all good? 97, 98, 99. Sounds about right. What were we talking about? Your strategy to hold off Mayor Adams' army of mechs. Oh, right. Well, the first thing we want to do is get in contact with the other Hoovervilles. Because these aren't just isolated incidents. This is a global phenomenon. It affects all of us. That's why we're contacting through our Link NYC hotspot all of the tribes of all of the Hoovervilles in the tri-state area. We have to show these people that we're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Once we're all assembled with our bows and arrows in tow, we'll finally have a chance of holding off the army of mechs that want to destroy us. And if all else fails, we have our dragons. Wait, what? Yes, our flying, fire-breathing dragons. Each Hooverville has a farm of flying, fire-breathing dragons that trained riders plug their phones into to link their consciousnesses. That relationship between rider and dragon is crucial to our people's sense of destiny and interconnectedness. Y'all don't have that? Uh, no. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll be ready for him. Hmm. And what happens if you fail? Well, Michael, failure means living in a world where my home becomes another hobo. Something must be done because we cannot allow these guys to keep pushing us around, pushing us off of land that belongs to no one, really. See, this Hooverville is more than prime real estate to us. It's our home. And the fact that these people would not only do it to my people, but to each other, has got me appalled and confused. The right to a home is what this is all about, and that's something I'm willing to die for in this journey we call life. Thank you, Bojanglestein. You got a dollar? Oh yeah, uh, here you go. Thank you, Michael. We'll be right back. Fuck, guys. Things are bad. Really bad. Really fucking bad. We have no money left, and no way to recoup our losses. We can barely afford to pay our guests on the show. All of our advertisers have pulled out, and the Patreon hasn't been doing well either. My back's against the wall now. I don't know what to do. Please, please, please support the show. It's all I have.
I've been calling, writing, and texting Jim O'Donnell nonstop, and he hasn't answered once. He wants to kill the show. He wants to watch the show die a slow and painful death. Fucking bastard. <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys the news. That's all. I just wanted to keep you guys informed. I love you guys. The last thing I wanted for you is to have to read to get your news. But that doesn't matter anymore. I'm all out of options. The show's getting shut down unless I do something drastic. God, forgive me. Here's what else you need to know today. The Department of Homeland Security has just announced that they will be adding a new member to the League of Good Guys, Gun Chest Man. Shot by a radioactive gun in the chest during a school shooting, Gun Chest Man has the amazing ability of having a gun come out of his chest to shoot the bad guys. Oh, fuck. He also carries a Desert Eagle. So let's just say that that's one badass hombre with a lot to get off his chest. The Shweekly was created, written, and produced by Christian Espinal and Poopy Rubin. Today's episode was voiced by Christian Espinal, Douglas James Brady, Brandon Puff, and Poopy Rubin. Our theme music is by Rusty Mac. That's it for this weekly. I'm Michael Mabaro. See you next week. <laughs>